Welcome to Our Tech Thoughts. I'm Micah Flack, along here with Isaac Dar. Hello. And as you can tell, it's been a long time. We took a little bit of a hiatus. We had some technical issues, and then we kind of lost uh, schedules. We almost did an episode together for the first time, because we always like FaceTime or Skype whenever we do our episodes. So we did a whole episode together, and then uh, when we went to save the file, something went wrong, and we lost the file, so... That kind of messed yeah, the up. Fi- I don't know if it got corrupted. Maybe. I don't yeah. think it did. I don't know. Something went fair, wrong. To be fair, the computer I was running was quite old. <laughs> yeah. Technology-wise, wasn't the best. But yeah. And then, of course, schedules conflicted. I transferred to a different school. And that is much, much more difficult to work on a podcast when you transfer. For sure. Funny enough, we used to... S- be in study halls and just not well we finished most of our homework or more or less all of it and then we just work on scripts yeah the we would just sit in the corner of our study hall room together talking sometimes quietly sometimes the teacher would yell at us for getting too loud we'd be like to be uh, fair our teacher was invested (laughs) in the podcast he actually liked it yeah that's true he did listen to it yeah so as you can tell we're back we're excited and it's been an interesting month, dare I say, for tech month year. Yeah. As you as you might be aware, Apple announced the iPhone SE. So I think it was time that we talk a little bit about what has Apple been doing over the course of the 2020 year. Yeah, it's been an interesting uh, year so far, not just in Apple but worldwide. But Apple has oh, given us our fair share of announcements during this time, so figured might as well talk yeah. about it. Yeah, so let's dive in right into the iPhone SE. The iPhone SE, if you remember originally, was released back in, I think, 2015, if I remember correctly. I think so. It was released at a time where the iPhone 6S was the most prominent phone, and it had the internals of an iPhone 6S but the body of an iPhone 5S. So we decided that we're going to compare the new iPhone SE versus the iPhone 8 because the iPhone SE is very similar to the iPhone 8. First off, it has the exact same body as the iPhone 8, but it has one key difference. It has the same processor as the iPhone 11 and 11 Pro and the A13 Bionic chip. Yeah, so the iPhone SE, I looked it up at coming out in 2017, just disclaimer. But um, so it's the exact same body as the iPhone 8. Same screen size, same pixel density, uh, even the same weight. So they literally copied the, I feel like they just took all the iPhone 8s that didn't sell and replaced the insides of them with (laughs) iPhones 11 pretty much. I I wouldn't be shocked. (laughs) To be fair, the iPhone 8 wasn't the... I don't think it was the best-selling phone when it originally came out because no. everyone wanted the iPhone 10. Yeah, everyone was hyped for the iPhone 10. Nobody wanted a 8, so probably undersold for those, sure. and now they're using them on the iPhone SE. So it has uh, some of the new features of the iPhone SE versus the iPhone 8 is portrait mode. The iPhone 8 did not have front-facing portrait mode, which is something that the SE now has. So you can take portrait mode photos from either the front or the rear camera, which is a very nice touch that wasn't available in all the cameras before. It definitely is. And especially with the way Apple's been going with their updates to make sure that they put portrait mode at the front of the updates to make sure that it gets what it needs to be one of the best portrait modes ever. And that's why people love portrait mode from iPhone because of what they've done. Yeah. And it also only has one camera on both the front and the back. So that's something that's Apple has done very well software-wise to be able to use one camera but still be able to tell depth from the subject. Um, Yeah, granted it is only face detection, so you can't do portrait mode with objects, but you Mm -hmm. can do it with people, which is the name of portrait mode. So Yeah, so let's address the elephant in the room. I think it's because if you ever looked at the concept that everyone had in their mind of the iPhone SE, they thought... It would probably have the around the same body size of the iPhone 8, but it would its screen to body ratio would be way less. And yeah. that's the thing with this phone. It has Touch ID, but it has the bezels of the iPhone 8 
uh, chin and yeah. you know top. Now the iPhone eight came out in twenty eighteen. I want to say so. The fact that we still haven't increased the screen to body ratio from the original phone is still kind of not ideal. It is kind of weird, but I kind of like Touch ID. I think yeah, it's very it's you have to have your own opinion on this because Face ID you either love it or hate it. Still, I think Face ID has done a great job, especially since Apple continues to make it one of its top priorities of course apple's big into security so making face id as best as it can is what they want but i also kind of like touch id touch id i think it's like a hair faster than face id but not by much yeah touch id is definitely faster still but i think that apple will continue to improve the software with face id so that will eventually be as fast as touch id um, but yeah, this iPhone SE is the last standing product that Apple still sells on their site or last standing That's iPhone true. that has touch ID. So that'll be interesting Sadly. to follow. I don't know why they got rid of the iPhone eight on the store. Cause a bunch of people still buy it and it's still pretty useful. They just seem to want people to be able to look at all the new phones and be like, wow, look at that and not want them to buy the older generation of iPhones. But going more into specs and whatnot, the first one is they have, you know, they have wireless charging, which when the iPhone eight originally came out, it was rumored that they would have a glass back, and that was indeed true. And they're using this again. You're going to have wireless charging, and it has fast charging. Yeah, so that's a very nice feature that the older iPhones didn't have. All the new ones have it now. So all the ones that Apple sells on their site have wireless charging. Um, so it's just nice to be able to not have to plug your phone in. You can just set it down on the table, and it plugs in automatically. So that's a very nice feature to have. Um Fast charging is also nice, although technically, compared to other like Android phones, fast charging isn't super fast, but I mean, like it is better than the standard charging that Apple offers, so. Their wall plugs aren't as big. They don't have the wattage, Yeah, but it's still a fast charger. It still gets the job done. It's just not, you're going to go zero to 50 in like five minutes. Yeah. And to be honest, most people, I'm assuming, plug their phone in overnight anyways, so having their phone charge, yeah, having your phone charge in like an hour versus thirty minutes is perfectly fine because it's gonna be overnight anyways. Mm-hmm. And the battery life is, they claim that you can stream video for up to thirteen hours before needing a charge, and we did some calculations based on other claims that Apple made. So we're assuming it's about a twenty-four hundred milliamp hour battery. Which is probably like 24 to 2,500, realistically. So that'll be plenty to get you through an entire day without having to recharge. Definitely. Because we we compared it and looked it up to the iPhone 11, which has 17 hours of battery, and that has a 3,100 milliamp hour battery. And then if you do the math and calculate, you'll probably get somewhere around 2,400. Yep. So the battery is definitely something you won't have to worry about with this new iPhone SE. So the base model of this phone, we've been talking about specs and things like that. The base model of this phone comes out to be $399. Of course, with tax, it'll be a little bit over $400. But what makes this a really good buy is the fact that it's $50 cheaper than the iPhone 8 when it originally came out. And which is kind of impressive for the fact of the specs that this SE is rocking. Yeah, it's like iPhone SE, or sorry, the iPhone SE is like the iPhone 8 on like steroids almost, but it's also $50 cheaper. So that's definitely a steal of a deal. It's Apple's cheapest iPhone that they're selling right now. Yep, it's definitely very nice. Very, very nice. But there are some bad things about the SE, that the new SE per se. The, one of the... Uh, the weirder things, I guess you can say, is that it's bigger than the old SE. I always saw the SE as a smaller, you know, brother, or it was a cousin to the 
line of iPhones, like the 6 or the 6S, the mm-hmm. older brother. I always saw it as a much smaller phone. I thought they would almost pretty much take an iPhone 5S body, but put new internals in it and call it an SE. Because I could see something like that. Yeah, honestly, when I first heard that they were thinking about doing an iPhone SE 2, I kind of thought it would be the same size as the original SE, but with like the face of an iPhone X. So it'd still have like face ID and everything, but it'd be like almost full screen to body ratio. But obviously it's not that size or shape at all. Yeah, that I don't know how they would do it. I wonder if there is complications that are involved with that. Mm-hmm. Maybe because it's a smaller phone, you can't fit the OLED screen in there to make it, you know, curve or an LCD like the 10R because those screens curve into the phone, which makes it have more screen to body ratio so maybe they don't have enough space there they would have to take stuff out that would be probably my best theory on that case yeah so that's one thing and then also going back to the specs we forgot one thing and that is that it's ip67 water and dust resistance which doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people but what it does mean in like human terms is you can throw it underwater for up to three feet deep for 30 minutes and it'll still be fine I wouldn't recommend testing it, but it's fine. Pretty much, if if you drop it in a puddle, you'll be fine. Moving on to um, the cameras a little bit, the night sight is one big thing. Well, not really big thing, but kind of annoying that the iPhone SE does not have natively supported. Yeah, so when, in the newer iPhones, they, of course, have night sight. You can compare it to your Android phones where if you take a picture at night, it will pretty much come out as clear as if it was taken at day. Yeah. So it's, the newer iPhones do a really good job making nighttime scenes look daytime. But in this new one, you don't get that capability. There are apps you can get to kind of like hack it, but it's not natively supported. I don't really think it's a bad thing personally. I don't think a lot of people realize that night sight is that important because people have grown up, you know, have used older phones that don't have night mm-hmm. sight because this is the next generation of camera tech to me to where night sight will eventually allow for everything else and you can just take pictures whenever, whatever time, anything like that. I think a lot of people will probably just take pictures under a light maybe in the dark something like that kind of light up the scene yeah because i think the main audience for this phone is people like there's no filmmakers or photographers that are like oh the new iphone se i need to get that because it's got the best new camera so that's not like the audience of this phone this phone is basically people who are on a budget and still want to stay in the iphone ecosystem or the apple ecosystem So, so we've mentioned it before talking about cameras this phone only has one camera which is the rear camera and then well it technically has two the front facing but one rear camera which isn't a huge thing i don't think a lot of people need like a telephoto camera which the iphone used for the longest time maybe an ultra wide camera but i don't see a lot of people using that yeah only one camera is kind of it wasn't a huge deal back a few years ago but now it seems like every phone that comes out has at least two cameras at this point or at least the flagships do so the fact that this one only has one camera in 2020 is just kind of odd but it's not a deal breaker for a lot of people because like i said this photographers are not the main audience of this phone photographers will just use actual cameras yeah they'll they'll use still cameras that's although they would use there yeah, it hurts my heart every time I see my grandma like zoom in maximum because she has the old oh iPhone SE. Gosh. She like takes her camera no. and like zooms in with her two fingers. I'm like, ah, it doesn't work it, like the that. The only way I would <laughs> zoom in if it was I had like a Huawei P30 Pro where you have like a 40 times zoom <laughs> and maybe yeah. I do something like that. Use your feet to zoom, not your hands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, zooming is weird because it also can get really grainy and then the shot oh, just yeah. looks awful. So what else Apple released last month? They also announced their upgraded version, calling it the 2020 iPad Pro. So they're coming out with the, I think, 11-inch, and then they have the 12.9-inch again. Mm -hmm. So the iPad Pro 2020 is a little bit of an upgrade from the 2018 iPad Pro that came out, which was like 
the big refresh. So if you have the 2018 version, I wouldn't worry about upgrading to this one because there's nothing hugely new. It does have a little bit better than, or a little bit better CPU, so it'll run a little bit faster. Um, what's the official name of that? The A12Z. Okay, yeah. Which is a very interesting name. <laughs> Apple loves their names for things. They do claim that it's better than most Windows laptops, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, speaking, if you're going to talk about Windows laptops, they're they're probably, I think what Apple thinks there is they're better than cheaper laptops or maybe middle, but high-end Windows laptops like your Surface Pros or just pretty much any gaming laptop will probably be an iPad Pro. Yeah. And the fact that iPad Pro is not a laptop. They're trying yeah, to we'll, make we'll it into a laptop, that. but we'll get to that, yeah. So now they added a new LiDAR sensor. Pretty much, it's a fancy term for depth sensors. If you're a cinematographer, you'll probably love depth sensors. But if you a new LiDAR, I don't think a lot of people will realize it. It's an interesting feature, but it's not a necessity, but it is a nice upgrade. Yeah, LiDAR pretty much only helps with AR stuff, and that's not a huge market right now. But I'm sure that as no, more VR. people grow to it or expand and developers work on it, it'll get better. They also added an ultra-wide camera. But I, on I an iPad, is it actually worth it? I can't fathom that. Like, just imagine you, you pull up to a family photo shoot and you just <laughs> pull out your 12-inch iPad. <laughs> That's just, I just can't. Just The thing for that is, is just use your phone. Your phone yeah. probably has a decent enough camera. It's just I can't see someone carrying around an iPad that big just to use an ultra-wide camera. Yeah. Cameras are not the main focus of the iPad, so the fact that they never added that— Never has been, never will be. Yeah. Like, pretty much the only reason people use cameras for iPads, maybe for taking pictures if you don't know what you're doing very well, but, like, document scanning— that's pretty much the only other use that you would have yeah. for and screenshots. <laughs> screenshots, yeah. So I would say to Apple next year, like, save the money for the people. Don't make them pay as much and take out the wide angle <laughs> camera. Yeah, just take out the ultra wide <laughs> camera, please. <laughs> I, speaking of the, the, kind of the cameras related to that, kind of, because you can use it for that, is audio, video, that kind of stuff. They added pro. Pro audio in asterisks. They added yeah. four speaker audio that adjust to the orientation of the iPad. So if I turn my iPad, you know, upside down, vertically, horizontally, however you want to do it, supposedly the speakers will adjust to that, which I, that just doesn't, I don't like the term pro audio in this yeah. situation. Not quite sure how much of a pro setup you're going to get in a little tablet like that. Um, the or adjusting to the orientation, I get it. Cause like, if you're, if you have it one way, the left is still the left and the right still the right. And then if you flip your iPad upside down in the middle of your recording, for some reason, it will automatically switch. So that way the right turns to the left and it stays on the same side for like stereo recording. But who's going to be flipping their iPad anyways in the, no, <laughs> in the middle no of no a gonna recording? Do that. It's just the fact that on their website, they're like, this is pro audio. Use it for filmmakers, cinematography, podcasters, no. creators. <laughs> they just claim that you can literally use this thing pretty much to film and audio everything, which is an interesting concept. I mean, we we use actual mics. I have a Samson Q2U, and you're using, I believe, uh, camera Road. audio, right? Yeah, I'm using yep. the Rode Video Micro connected and to I'm my camera. And I'm pretty sure that our mics could probably beat the iPad. I would not doubt it one bit. Yeah. Each of these is like $60 a piece. So I'm pretty sure that for $60 you could get much better audio than you would yeah, you get from an iPad. Can. Moving on to the display, uh, this iPad has a liquid retina display as they claim which is a fancy oh, term for an lcd panel that uses a higher dpi because it has it's a 2k screen okay two 
2048 by 20 something whatever to fit the aspect ratio. Yeah. So it's a high 2K resolution 120 screen. hertz. Yeah. So it's a very good screen, but liquid retina display, just call it an LCD panel. <laughs> like, yeah, I, what? they did the same thing with the iPhone 10R. They're like, we came out with a liquid retina display. It's literally an LCD panel that, you know, takes up more pixels and uses more pixels. There's no reason to call it this. If it was an OLED display, maybe I could see it, but not LCD. Honestly, I'd like to try to get a job at Apple just trying to name things for them. I mean, like, I'm sure oh, it pays good. So <laughs> you're like, oh, what should if, we call this? Honestly, I bet <laughs> it does. They probably have a team in there that creates all of that kind of things. <laughs> so now let's move on to the bad things of the iPad Pro. The first one, which we mentioned, is this trying to be a laptop or a tablet? What are your thoughts? I think... I th I love the word you used when we were planning this identity crisis. I feel like yeah. the iPad Pro is having an identity crisis because they added a keyboard, which we'll talk about later. So like that makes it more like a laptop, but it's also sort of a tablet. It has like the software of a tablet, and it's starting to get the hardware of a laptop, which is very weird. Yeah, I don't to get it. Think about because like. It's weird. Their marketing director even claimed that it can compete with computers and whatnot. Then, of course, they claimed that it's better than pretty much every Windows laptop. I don't get it. It's weird to yeah. me because Adobe and Final Cut aren't just going to make apps for the iPad. I cannot see the Adobe Cloud just working. I know they have Adobe Rush, which is just like the iMovie of Adobe Premiere Pro and Final Cut. So I, I don't yeah. really know what you're going to be doing on this. I can't see a bunch of editing. I have a laptop, and then, of course, you have a Hackintosh. So I <laughs> I don't think we would ever use this iPad to edit any of our videos. Yeah, the I know some people try it, but it's more of like a I need YouTube content for my channel. So they're like, oh, let's just use the iPad only for a little bit. Or like, let's try making my YouTube videos. But I don't think If I was trying to do a challenge, then I <laughs> yeah. would probably use an iPad. But I don't think there's anyone that's like using an iPad still just for their editing. I could be wrong. I'm sure there's a couple would, people out there. If someone does, please let me know. Because I am, I am uh, generally curious who would actually use an iPad to completely edit which I yeah, it seems interesting. If I I want to of sometime eventually get that iPad in my hands and actually try to edit something on it, because I really want to know if this A12Z is as good as they claim it is. Yeah, I know a lot of people use Lightroom Mobile on for editing their photos, but even then, it's just like they're like, yeah, I use the iPad, but it's pretty much only for quick edits. Like anything that they're actually doing for real stuff, they'll do that on their computer. So having an iPad just for quick editing for like $1,500 for a quick Lightroom edit doesn't seem worth it to me. Yeah, it does not. The next big thing is it's not a huge upgrade compared to the 2017 iPad Pro. It's just price-wise, they're more or less the same thing, which is kind of weird in that sense. You would think the iPad from 2017, iPad Pro from 2017, would go down in price, but the prices haven't changed at all, which makes kind <laughs> of no sense, but I guess it's Apple. I don't really know what they ever do half the time. <laughs> yeah. So if you have an iPad Pro from last year, or from 2017, keep it. Don't upgrade it for, you don't have to for any reason. But like, the only difference between that one and this new one is a little bit better processor and the LiDAR yeah, sensor, which nobody uses for, I won't say nobody, which most people won't use. And the ultra-wide camera, which also most people won't use. So there's not yeah, really any big that. upgrades for the new iPad Pro. Yeah, so if, if you have an older model, I would probably just stick with that unless you really want to get that upgrade. Or unless you really want to use this iPad Pro as a laptop, this is the iPad Pro to use it for. Yeah. Uh, another thing which works with the 2017 model of the iPad Pro is a keyboard. They Apple has officially released or announced they will release it, um, a keyboard for the iPad Pro. 
Uh, so this keyboard um, and through software adds trackpad support. So you'll be able to use trackpads with iPad Pros, which also helps make it a laptop. Um, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, let, let's go on to this keyboard. So of course they add trackpad track pad support. They just added that in the 13.4 iPad OS update, which kind of solidifies almost that they're heading in that laptop direction. Just think of the this iPad Pro with the keyboard. Imagine it like a Surface laptop because the Surface laptop, of course, had a keyboard and then pretty much a, a tablet, but you could connect the two and it ran Windows. I always saw that as a computer because I don't really see a tablet using Windows, but that's yeah. kind of what this is. Yeah, so that's another thing, like trackpad, so they're adding a cursor to iPad OS now, so that will be something that will continue to improve um, with time through software, because right now it's it's a little, people are having some trouble, I don't think Apple fully knows what the use cases for it are yet, so they're collecting data probably and trying to make the cursor better with iPad Pros. Um, they also, with this keyboard, has pass-through USB-C, which is something that people have been wanting a lot from the Thank you, Apple. Could keyboard, you just put USB-C in Pro. literally everything else? Plug in a mouse or an SD card or some other type of storage, but also have it charging at the same time, which is a very nice improvement. Definitely. And then another thing they did for this keyboard is it's a floating design. It's easily adjustable. So the keyboard does not sit all the way flat. When you put it on, it's a little bit angled, which I don't really know if that helps you type or whatnot, but you can adjust it to make it the height you want. Yeah. And the iPad itself can like rotate or tilt, I should say, for whatever height your head is when you're typing on it. So that's something and it probably connects via bluetooth i don't probably think they've officially every said other but one has i'm assuming every it other is one that they made has so i think that would be i mean the only other way i could see it not being bluetooth if it was usb and you slided it into the keyboard case and it connects via usb and you type on it that way without bluetooth yeah so a few bad things about the keyboard, though, is that it's backlit, which if you're working in the dark, I guess is fine. But backlighting a keyboard is such a battery hog. Don't backlight. Sadly, MacBook Pros are really dumb. I have a, a 2014 MacBook. My keyboard is backlit, and you can't turn it off. I'm hoping they do better in this than mine. Because I can put mine on a five-second timer anytime I'm not typing or pressing the trackpad. It automatically goes off. But it's like, I don't want it at all. <laughs> Why? Apple, just change it. Yeah. So yeah, We all know you still support your old MacBooks. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> so the iPad battery life is pretty good. So it's not like it's going to die in five minutes or anything. But it still takes no. up a lot of battery. So that's not ideal. Um, Definitely also, is not ideal. The keyboard starts at three hundred dollars for the eleven inch, or three hundred fifty for the <sighs> twelve point nine inch. Like what? Yeah, that that's frustrating because Logitech, which is considered the go-to keyboard case or certified keyboard case that works for iPad Pros, Logitech has a keyboard case. Be in mind that it doesn't have a trackpad, but it is a keyboard case, and it's only $90 on Amazon. Like, why does Apple have to make it $300? Like, unless this has some features or, like, a touch bar on it, like the any MacBook Pro from, you know, 2016 on, what is the point? I don't see it needing to be $300, maybe like 200 or like 150 but unless this has some features that makes it ridiculously good and the only keyboard you should ever buy for your iPad Pro, I do not recommend it. I It should not be that, it really should not be that close, which... It's weird to me. I understand that Apple products have always been expensive, but for a keyboard, though, it's it's a little far-fetched. We'll see. I mean, if they get a bunch of people to buy it, though, 
praise them, prove me wrong. But until then, I don't recommend it. It's not like that it doesn't have good features. I now, it now supports trackpad, but you could have always used a mouse. And I like the pass-through from USB-C, and I don't mind the design. But I could probably buy, you know... A nice keyboard. I could buy that Logitech keyboard case for ninety and get another nice mouse for like another two hundred bucks before I had to buy this thing. Now let's go on to like our pit stop or our interjection of the day. So it's been a few months, a couple months, let's say. We'll just go with that. And since then, we've both upgraded, not mics-wise, we still use the same mics, which I don't think we have an issue with, but we both upgraded computer-wise. And Isaac, why don't you start off with, what did you do? Yeah, so before, I was just using the family laptop that we have, which is a Windows something with, I don't even remember. But since then, I saved up money from working over the summer and built a custom computer with some pretty good internals I'd say um, but instead of just being a normal person and building a custom PC for gaming or something I hackintoshed it which is a basically putting Mac hardware onto non-Apple hardware which is technically not legal and since uh, don't tell anyone but it worked <laughs> so, so I, I'm running Mac right now <laughs> Your computer definitely isn't legal, but I don't think Apple actually cares because they know about Hackintoshes. They yeah. have to at this point, and they don't do anything about it. Yeah, so um, it runs really fast. Final Cut Pro editing is specs? perfectly smooth. All right, so specs for all you nerds out there. It has an i5-9600K for the CPU. It has GPU is a Radeon Vega 64. I have 32 gigabytes of 3200 megahertz RAM or gigahertz. I don't remember what RAM is measured in. Something, Chrome probably loves you. Yeah, something like that. Chrome loves me. And um, <laughs> I think that's it uh, for fans, just random things besides that. But yeah, those are the main specs of my Hackintosh. I do use Windows sometimes, but it's very rare. I don't know. I'm too used to the Mac system at this point. I'm yeah. not going to Windows. I don't really like Windows 10. It's a little cluttery. I kind of just yeah. like the OS, Mac OS. Especially since Catalina or Catalina or what? Yeah. Catalina. Yeah. Catalina. Yeah. yeah. And then Mojave. Yeah. I Honestly, I got to go <laughs> talk about this. I love their names <laughs> because they're so interesting. Because it started off with High Sierra. Okay. Mojave. Nice. Catalina. Where are we going with this? <laughs> Who is what's the, the next, developers? Yeah. What's the next desert in California we're going to name? <laughs> like. Yeah, let's just <laughs> name it after any desert we can. So Yeah, so I also run a Mac. Sadly, not that powerful, but I get the job done. So I have a mid, yes, mid, not early or late, because Apple does that. <laughs> I have a mid-2014 MacBook Pro. So it, I like MacBooks. It's the 13-inch. It's not the 15-inch. I still love it. I, the thing about old MacBooks is the fact that you can upgrade them, and this is something that Apple doesn't do anymore, and I'm really disappointed that they don't allow you to upgrade it, but I upgraded it. So to give you the specs, it's, a, of course, a MacBook Pro 13-inch. I have a 3.2 Intel Core i7. It doesn't tell me the exact i7 processor, sadly. I have 16 gigs of of uh, DDR3, not DDR4. Really sad. It doesn't support DDR4. Either way, it still works. I upgraded that memory from 8 to 16 because I'm a video editor. I love editing, doing videos, stuff like that. And to edit, which I use Adobe Premiere, all you Final Cut people, you probably love me for saying that. <laughs> but I, I have 16 gigs, and that is pretty much essential to get anything done at this point probably the same in final cut pro i don't know if you can attest to that isaac but yeah 16 gigs works it is quite fine nice. in final cut yeah it, it works okay yeah it's okay 
One spec I forgot to mention with uh, my computer is I have a one terabyte NVMe drive, which is faster than SSDs. So that's a really nice feature. I, I can that. just open files like instantly and no waiting whatsoever. I wish I could do that. Copying is fast. Yeah. Oh, all the good stuff. I forgot about this. I have a disk drive. So it says my startup disk. Great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I don't use the optical drive. I wish you could get rid of it. That's the sad thing. I When I upgraded this, I could not get rid of that CD drive to save my life. So I didn't. The graphics, I... I don't have a dedicated graphics card. I have an Intel HD graphics 4000. Get an eGPU. We're just going to move past that. <laughs> we don't talk about that. So I, I did all that. So what it came out to is I upgraded the memory to 16 gigs and I put a whole new battery. Because I bought this used. I'm, sadly, even 2014 MacBooks still cost a bunch of money. Yeah. And of course, this is the most upgraded version you can get. It's still a very, very nice computer, but just a lot of money. Let's just say that. But I really do like it. Sadly, I also have a backlit keyboard, which I mentioned. I don't like backlit keyboards, especially for battery usage. It's not the best. But that was our interjection slash pit stop about the technology that we use currently to make mm -hmm. this happen. So now we, we have to go back to 2019. There's some news about this, about the Mac Pro. And y'all are going to love this. They announced that the wheels for the Mac Pro now start at $700 if bought separately. But if you buy them when you buy your Mac Pro, that's already going to be like five grand. you can only get them for $400. Because that makes sense, Apple. Thank you very much. Yeah, we won't go into depth about like all the specs and everything of the Mac Pro because you can look those up because that came from 2019. But this was just recently re released by them. So now you can officially buy the wheels if you forgot to order them when you wanted for $700. <laughs> yeah, worth also, it. They don't, they don't have lock. locks on them. <laughs> yeah. Why? Oh my gosh, Apple, you're killing us. Like... It's not even the fact that it's $700 because they know people will pay for them. People bought that Mac Pro, which is an interesting conversation itself. I think it's very powerful, but that much money. It's an interesting concept. I'll just, we'll get to that maybe another time. But it's an extra $300. If I was really, really smart and I bought my Mac Pro with wheels for 400 bucks, I would probably sell those wheels for like, you know, 600 bucks and make like a $200 <laughs> profit and then just buy the legs. Yeah. Uh, if you don't feel like, if for some reason you bought the Mac Pro and you didn't buy the wheels, uh, you can watch Snazzy Labs, Quinn Nelson. He made his own custom 3D printed wheels that can have locks on them so that was a lot cheaper and they lock in case your room isn't level so that's an alternative if you didn't you buy wheels so yeah that that was our spiel on the most interesting thing the mac pro has done over the past few weeks now we got to talk about something i'm very excited about which i really like what they did with this and i think there's a lot of good to very little bad which is the refresh or the 2020 MacBook Air. So there's some very good things about this MacBook Air. I think this is the definitive MacBook, in my opinion, to get. And I'll tell you why. So the starting price is 900 or well, $1,000, $999. I think that's for the base MacBook Air, yes, am I correct? Yes, that's the cheapest one. Yep. If you want, the next version is like $1,300 for the i7 model or something uh i'll still take the i5 model yeah i mean that's yep. i5 will still run very yep. nicely yep. they also feature the 10th gen intel chips so okay it's it's good chips inside so it'll run smoothly for a lot of things yep and then they also changed the keyboard when the 2019 macbook air came out no one liked the keyboard so they changed it back to what it originally was which is really shocking i'm glad apple listened to their you know customers and fans on that and they changed it back to a scissor key keyboard 
Yeah, all of the MacBooks now, before this MacBook Air 2020, had butterfly keys, which is like everyone hates them pretty much. So if you're yeah, looking to get a new MacBook, go with the Air, the new 2020 Air model right now because it has a good keyboard that works. Uh, the MacBook Air also features more storage than the previous Air models. Yes. So this one, storage. you can configure up to two terabytes of storage internally, which is a good amount of storage. And then they also upgraded for the high-end version. If you get, I think it's the i5 and above, i5 and above, you can get more RAM. So the higher-end versions can now get 16 gigs of RAM. And as we mentioned before, that's literally a video editor's, Chrome user's, anyone's dream. Because, of course, you can keep all those tabs open. It's much easier for editing. It's quite nice. Yeah, 16 gigabytes of RAM is like, the perfect sweet spot between price and performance so like if you get more than 16 gigs of ram yeah you be able to use more but at that point the price doesn't really pay for itself as much unless you're a super heavy user yeah the price to performance doesn't match kind of after 16 gigs yeah. So now they have they added improved audio better speakers and three microphones you want to explain a little bit about that? Yeah, so they don't actually give any like specs, but they say the speakers are 25% more bass and 50% louder or something like that. So basically what they're saying is we made the speakers a little better and that we also have three mi microphones on there now. So the audio experience on this MacBook Air is a little bit better than the previous models. Whenever there's good, there always seems to be bad. One bad thing is there's a 720p uh, webcam, which is in 2020 isn't ideal anymore. I don't know why you would have a 720p webcam. My computer from 2014 has a 720p webcam. If they could have at least gone to like 1080, I would have been happy at this point. But no, we're we're kind of still stuck with 720p. And I'm not saying 720p is bad. That's what everyone uses. 720p is the standard in the industry but yeah. it, at this point where technology is going 720p just doesn't make that much sense especially for a computer in 2020 unless you get a separate webcam then maybe you can defend you know having a 720p webcam yeah especially during this uh national crisis everyone on yeah. twitter that i'm reading is like how in 2020 do we still only have 720p <laughs> webcams on these laptops for all the Zoom calls? Oh my so gosh, that's weird. Yeah, I think they could have upped the webcam, but to be honest, all the other webcams are terrible anyways. So at least you'll fit in with the rest uh, yeah. of the crowd. <laughs> Unless you get like a 4K Logitech webcam. Yeah, that one's no a nice point. one. Another bad thing that we don't really like is the fact that it only has three ports, two Thunderbolt ports, which are in the uh, USB-C configuration, and one headphone jack, which is, seems to be the only product left from Apple that still has a <sighs> headphone jack. But <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Somehow. But it only I mean, has I... two Thunderbolt ports. Yeah, only two Thunderbolt 3 ports. You could have at least given us like four, maybe three on one side, or maybe, no, no, no. Do two on one side, two on the other side with the headphone jack. Yeah. You know, you need adapters at this point to live in a MacBook era, and only having two ports is not going to help me at all with that. So no. that's not really the best thing it has to offer. Yeah, if you're planning to do any, like, file transfer, backup, or anything that uses more than one port, you're going to pretty much need to add the price of a one of those multi-use things where you just plug it into the side of your MacBook mm -hmm. and you get lots of extra cords. So yeah. you're going to need to include that in the price of your purchase pretty much at this point with the amount of yep. ports this has. So that's all of the products that came out so far. Of course, Apple will continue to put stuff out. Of course, in September, they'll probably announce, or July, they'll probably eventually release the iPhone 12 and announce it. But l let's go back through... And let's give each of our products a rating. So, like, from F tier to A tier, you know, A minus, okay. B plus, things like that. So, let's start with the iPhone SE. You can start it off, Isaac. All right. So, for the iPhone SE, I'd give it a B plus. B 
because a lot of people that I know like the size of the original iPhone SE. So to make the only still supported iPhone SE bigger doesn't make that crowd happy, but it still has a lot of good specs on it. It'll still work perfectly fine. It comes at a pretty cheap price comparing other Apple products. So I'd give it a B plus for all of that. I would have to say an A minus. I would put it a little bit higher because the only big flaw, I guess you could make a case for maybe the one camera or night sight, but no one's really a true photographer. Well, I shouldn't say that. Most cameras nowadays are not in phones have gotten much better, but yeah. you're for this kind of phone, you're not using it as a cinematographer. And I think the only really issue I have is the, the body. I wish they, I could have seen the iPhone 8 body, but the screen to body ratio been at least a little bit better. I would have liked to see maybe the notch and maybe a little bit of a chin because that would have been much nicer than what we have been, you know, uh, given per se. So I give it an A minus. Other than the body, I think it could be a very good phone, especially for the price. I think the only problem other than that is, I'm still going to keep it on my A minus, is if you have pretty much an iPhone 7 Plus and above and you trade in your phone to Apple and it's in good condition and you go buy an iPhone 11, it's like $450. It's like an extra 60 to $70 to get an iPhone 11. So when do you at that point say, I'll just choose that? Yeah, true. All right, so for the iPad Pro 2020, I'm going to give this a just a straight A because it still keeps like everything good about the older version of the iPad Pro. It's just bumps up the specs to 2020 level. Um, again, I wouldn't buy it if you have the sec or the previous generation of the iPad Pro, but this version is definitely like they, f they fit all, all the good stuff that you need in a iPad. So I'm giving it a straight A. I have two answers for this. My answer and then the consumer answer. I'm going to say a B plus because I, I think it's really good. But the fact is I can get an older tablet for the same thing. And it's pretty much more or less has the exact same dimensions other than pretty much you have better internals. But the consumer, or if you're a video editor or something like that, and you really want to use this as your daily driver, I'm giving this an A. Because I could see this being a lot of people's daily drivers and that they'll use this to maybe edit or use it cellularly because you can get the cellular option. And they could use this for streaming, editing, productivity, you know, making papers, doing all of that. But I, I personally have it as a B plus. All right. So I don't know if we want to do the iPad Pro keyboard separately, but I'm giving that a C for the price being way too high for what it offers. Moving on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I'm giving it a C minus. I can't. You can't. It, this is so hard to recommend because the problem is is that they have a Logitech keyboard, and a Logitech is a very, very trusted brand. They're a name brand in the computer industry and stuff like that for only $90. And then I could pretty much get a mouse for another $210. I could go buy a monitor, <laughs> that keyboard, and a mouse and... And be fine. It just doesn't make any sense where I could buy like an iPad Air mm -hmm. 2 for 300 bucks, but I'm going to buy it the same thing as a keyboard. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. If Apple proves me wrong and they sell a bunch, then I will maybe change my opinion. Or if I get in my hand. But the fact that it's backlit, it's going to make you drain the battery. It's not like the iPad Pro doesn't have a big battery, but that's kind of frustrating. Mm -hmm. If they have a feature to completely turn that off, I will be happy. But that price, it's it's a killer. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, we won't really give a rating for the Mac Pro just because we didn't talk I mean, anything about it. We can give a it. rating for the wheels. Yeah, the wheels. All right. I'm giving those a, I don't know, D <laughs> plus maybe <laughs> really <laughs> no. what no okay are you serious the wheels themselves are actually pretty good minus the locks so if your room yeah, is level they're made of like titanium yeah so okay i'll up that to like a c plus okay i will say the wheels are good but again the price for a set of four wheels at that's just crazy to me like 150 dollars for a wheel 
<laughs> like I can get a car um, wheel for that price. Yeah, I could get a car wheel for seven hundred bucks. I'd get my car repaired for that money. Like depending on what it is. But yeah. I'm not going to say the $400. I'm going to say it because they announced the $700 separately because everyone knew you would have to pay $400 if you bought it with it. This is a D plus. The wheels are nice, but there's no locks and it's $700. You're paying like 250 bucks just to buy one wheel. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's the Mac Pro. MacBook Air. I'm giving this, I'm going to say A plus. Okay, it checks all all the boxes with the exception of the webcam which people kind of like in this time of our life um <laughs> but um all yeah, those zoom it's, calls it's going an interesting on time, no doubt. but yeah i would give this an a plus the price is really good for an apple product and all the things that this offers so if i if you're looking for a macbook that's new i would go with this one I agree. This is an A++. This, to me, is the definitive MacBook. I guess if you want a touch bar or maybe a few more features, the MacBook Pro might be better. But this, to me, is the definitive MacBook, especially with the fact that you can have 16 gigs of RAM up to, you know, a terabyte to two terabytes of SSD storage, brought the keyboard back. They improved, it seems to be, on the speakers and microphone side. This, to me, is the definitive MacBook, and especially with it being really light it's the macbook air you can carry it around everywhere it's not going to be a stress the battery is going to be nice this is the definitive macbook of course it starts at a thousand dollars but what doesn't start at a thousand dollars for apple but to me <laughs> the this wheels. is the macbook air i will recommend yeah yeah so that about wraps up this episode of our tech thoughts thanks for listening any final thoughts you want to give micah yeah, so we, I think we should quick mention, do we, I think someone's going to ask, do we have a schedule? <laughs> I think someone's going to ask us this. Of someone course we have a schedule. Someone will probably think to this, will we get back on a schedule? I say yes, I would like to think. Yeah, our schedule is whenever we feel like it, okay? So deal with it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's not, I think we should, if anything, yeah. I'm going to, we should, I think the most likely thing because tech is a booming industry there's oh, yeah. always something new in tech and i think we we probably i don't think we are at that point ready to do two episodes a week i don't oh, if we get yeah. layered down the road and we see that we're gonna do something like that maybe in like techtober or when <laughs> something's booming in the tech industry where you need to make a couple videos i could or not videos well maybe a video future yeah, we did but do one, but uh, we we did. That it kind of fell through. But if we somehow ever got that audio, that would be the lost episode. But yeah, I think right now, I think that we could probably do one episode a week, and I I don't say like every other week. I think once a week would probably make the most sense. You yeah, think? we won't say yeah, a I day for it. sure yet. We won't but, say a day. We won't put a date on it yet, but you can expect at least an episode a week. Yeah. And I think it's definitely much easier. Of course, we're both at home and we have schoolwork, but it's not like we're at the stress of going to school, having to come home and then just completely work on homework. We can do it throughout the day. Yeah. And we could just wake up early and record or, you know, do it later in the day. So I think it's, we have a much more flexible schedule since we do online classes, which we're not saying that online's better. Of course, the, the COVID-19 cases and a virus has changed the way people are, are doing things. And yeah, I hope everyone continues to stay safe. Me and Isaac hope that you are all safe. And that has been our episode of Our Tech Thoughts. We will see you in the next episode. Talk to you later. Bye.